I think my goal is to just make things as seamless as possible. I can't give away all my secrets, but <laughs> <Of> <laughs> I think we're on the right track to making beauty more accessible and personalized for everyone. One of L'Oreal's sayings is beauty for all. And I think that also really ties into what we're trying to do. From the marketing agency 256, it's Gaming and Marketing, a show about gaming, marketing, and just about everything in between. We speak to experts in the space about how and why interactivity and video games are more relevant than ever in culture, but also in business. And hopefully you'll walk away with a better understanding of why play matters. I'm Jamin Warren, and our guest on this episode is Berkeley Foster, creative director for Modiface. They're a widely used company that creates augmented reality and artificial intelligence for beauty brands and was acquired by L'Oreal in 2018. Their technology mainly offers consumers the ability to simulate trying on makeup in precise detail on live video. You might be most familiar with augmented reality thanks to the game Pokemon Go. That comes up in this conversation, but it wasn't always something that people were familiar with. What has the relationship been historically between you know, the fashion and beauty industry and technology companies like your yourselves? Well, years ago in the infancy stage of Modiface, AR tech was very new. Not everyone was adapting to it because a lot of people didn't understand what it was or what it meant for them. But we found that over the years, as more consumers tried it, more brands onboarded it, and we really carved out the niche of the beauty tech side of it, companies really started to see the value and view it as more of a necessity than a nice to have. Was there like a turning point for like when that transition started to happen that kind of opened up companies' possibilities to like what augmented reality could do for them and their business? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely uh, there was a big increase in the amount of work we were doing or the type of realism that we were achieving when things moved into like live rendering versus 2D. Um, when our accuracy really got quite good there. We saw a big shift. Also, um, things like Pokemon Go, when that came out a few years ago, I think it really got everybody to engage in the tech and stop viewing it as something kind of like like over there and really started to feel the benefit of having it in, in their hand. What has your relationship been to AR? Like, what was the first time that like you had experienced it maybe as a consumer or, you know, even as a technologist? I'm just curious, like what your history uh, with the technology is. So... I was kind of first exposed to the idea of AR in my interview with Modiface in 2012. I wasn't super aware of what it was or what it could mean. I definitely didn't know that it could be involved in beauty in any way. And when my colleagues kind of explained to me what their vision was for AR and beauty, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I mean, before we started to do this and before it became really commonplace to have AR and AI in place for shopping for beauty. The only way to get, say, a new lipstick and know if it would work for me is to either go out and swatch it on my wrist at a drugstore, some sort of retailer, or order it online and kind of hope for the best. So I think there's a real benefit. It benefits me in my life. Tell me a little bit about the product itself. Like, what do you feel like are the differentiating factors in terms of like other things that might be out there in the market? Like, how do you feel like Modiface stands alone in terms of like AR technology, both I'd say both in the beauty space, but maybe more broadly in consumer applications for AR. 
Well, we are the longest standing AR and AI provider in the BD industry specifically, and that's given us the benefit of learning from years of partnerships that we've had. And we also have the benefit of now gaining the expertise of L'Oreal and all of their brands. That allows us to cover a wide range of beauty categories, including color cosmetics, skincare, hair coloration. A good example of how we've utilized L'Oreal's expertise is um, something we launched a few months ago called Vichy Skin Consult AI, which is a digital skin tool that can detect clinical signs of skin aging more accurately than a dermatologist based on just a photo that somebody takes and based on those results can recommend products that are tailored for that individual's needs. So I think that we are able to leverage L'Oreal's knowledge and our beauty tech to combine into this this very unique product that isn't really available anywhere else. Mm. Do you think there are things that like other companies outside of the beauty space could learn from like your approach to, to AR? Like if I'm not in the beauty space and I'm thinking about integrating this technology, what are some of the learnings that you all have had being in the space for, you know, 10 years or so that you might share with someone outside of your category? Um, I mean, I think our success can largely be attributed to just being relentless in the pursuit of innovating our technology and staying agile. We weren't afraid to experiment um, and try new things and learn from our mistakes and just keep iterating, keep launching things as quick as you can, and also try to get a large market share of whatever industry you're in. For us, that was the beauty industry, and I think that really gave us a leg up. Was there a an early learning for you or something that you feel like being in the space for so long, maybe something that you learned about working with AR that maybe wasn't apparent to you before starting in your current position? Yeah, I think for us and for me, where we felt we're doing the most compelling work is when we're making it as true to real life as possible. I know that with AR and VR, things can be as realistic or as playful as you want them to be, but our focus has always been to replicate things as true to life as they can be. And we feel like that has the most impact in people's lives because what we're showing them, they can really achieve. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's been my experience is that there isn't always a a one-to-one correlation with other types of products, both in AR and VR, uh, between like how realistic it is and someone's like immersive experience with it. But it sounds like for your category, like getting as close to the real thing as humanly impossible sounds like that's the most important thing. They don't want an approximation or a cartoonish approximation or something, you know, something that's more metaphorical. They want to yeah. know exactly like what you might look like. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things on the audience side. Is there anything that's particular about like the beauty community that makes it more or less receptive to augmented reality as a product? That's a good question. Um, Beauty is inherently a very visual thing. I think consumers have always been able to try a product on and see it in a mirror and get those results. AR feels like a very natural next step for visualizing product results in a virtual mirror anytime, anywhere. Are there, you know, regional differences that you've found across? I, you know, I suspect that marketing beauty is going to be different from country to country. And I'm just curious if there's anything that you've seen on the creative side that maybe surprised you about, like, seeing the technology roll out in, you know, one place versus another. I mean, it's definitely a great indicator of trends. It also makes us very adaptable to trends because, um, say, if we're working with a brand that's in the APAC region. A quick note. APAC stands for Asia-Pacific Region, the part of the world in or near the Western Pacific Ocean. 
smoky eyes are not really a thing at all. <laughs> it's about healthy looking skin, cushion products, bright lipstick colors, like maybe a bright red. Whereas if you go to North America, it's about flawless skin, smoky eyes, contoured, sculpted faces. So it teaches you a lot about preferences, regional preferences. But again, we're all individuals. I think it's still is interesting to see how people's unique preferences still vary within those trend patterns. Yeah, and there's so much visibility now, like across cultures, you know, with things like Instagram or Facebook, where, you know, a particular look or a style that might have been limited to a specific region can now move to another place. So it's not necessarily limited by necessarily like where you live or even like who your friends are, but more about like who you have access to online, what types of aesthetic looks you're attracted to as a human being, as opposed to like maybe being bound specifically by being in one country versus another. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Korean beauty and skincare and how much that has exploded uh, in the rest of the world, it's solid proof that boundaries are becoming more blurred and borders are becoming more blurred. It's really an interesting time to be in beauty. Hmm. Any advice that you might give to, you know, someone who's interested in using AR in their in their marketing and advertising? Yeah, I mean, just like make sure you're doing it with a purpose. <laughs> Don't do it because it's trendy. Don't do it because it's cool. Really understand how you can help whoever it is that you're trying to target. Well, Berkeley, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Trisha Tonko with help from Anthony Martinez and music by Lucene. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and colleagues and leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. I'd also love to hear from you. You can find me, Jamin Warren, on Twitter at J-A-M-I-N-W-A-R. You can also find 256, that's spelled out, on Twitter at 256podcast.co, where you can sign up for our newsletter. Thanks so much and take care.